We're talking about, um, well, it's not really nutritional advice, is it? I, I don't even really know when exactly this became common. But the idea that you should drink eight glasses of water a day, the eight times eight theory, has been around for quite a while. I've heard of people mention it quite often. Um, this whole idea of needing to hydrate more became very popular, did it not? Like you, It used to be a long time ago that people would carry around you know, plastic bottles of water. Before that, there were water fountains when I was growing up. Then, there were, then it became bottles of water, which seemed like a bad idea, um, a waste, certainly. And then it was sort of these giant urns of water. I mean, people these days, sometimes you see people carrying around what look like buckets, essentially. The something, the side, it looks like you could carry two liters of water in this thing. Now, no one needs that much water, right? I mean, you, you need to hydrate. It's important, but you can hydrate in many different, we hydrate in different ways. Um, but this idea that you have to carry around sort of like, you know, uh, a four liter bottle of water as you're walking around with a cap on top. You know, it's all very trendy, which is fine. Listen, it doesn't hurt anyone. You can drink as much water as you want. But how much water do you need? <laughs> Better yet. Um, so researchers did this really massive study. They looked at water intakes and patterns of more than 5,000 people across 26 countries and found out that about how much water our bodies actually need depends a lot. Like it depends on a lot of stuff, including environment, health, and age. And unfortunately, and this is always the case, according to the study, those with the least ability to grab a glass of water on a whim may be the ones who actually need it the most. So with more on this now and why this eight times eight isn't necessarily necessary is Dale Scheller. He's the director in the Isotope Ratio Corps at the Biotech Center and Nutritional Sciences at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He also was one of the authors of this report. Thanks so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. I think this whole eight glasses a day has kind of seeped into public consciousness. Do you have an idea of where it came from? Uh, yes, we did track it a couple of years ago. It was what I'll describe as a misinterpretation of the data. Right. They looked at total water turnover in individuals and forgot that it you know, didn't all come from drinking water. You get about 20, 30% of your water intake from the food that you eat. In addition, there's some turnover from what's called metabolic water. When you're burning fats and carbohydrates, you make a little bit of water. They assume that eight glasses of water had to all come from drinking water from a glass. From a glass. <laughs> from a glass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, that happens a lot, doesn't it? The data is misinterpreted yes. and then turned around oh, into yeah. sort of these easy, bite-sized uh, ways exactly. to make your life better. That's exactly it. <laughs> so you set out to to figure out just how, I mean, this is clearly one size does not fit all, but you went out to to do to find more out more more about this. Uh, what did you what did you look for? What did you find in your research? Well, what this was was a a marvelous collection of data. We used something called doubly labeled water. It's a stable isotope technique to measure how many calories a person burns. And there are uh, half a dozen major laboratories in the world that have done this in multiple studies in countries from Europe, Africa, the United States, Japan. And we said, let's combine our data. And that'll enable us to come to bigger conclusions than each of us working alone. <clears throat> and one of the offshoots of this double-enabled water technique is it provides a objective measure of water intake, total turnover from all the water that you drink and eat and make yourself. So we're able to calculate in 
5,000, 6,000 individuals from many countries across the world, how many grams of water they were consuming on average over a day. So I gather what you found is that, of course, there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to water consumption. It really depends on a whole myriad of factors, right? So what did that look like? Well, it looked like a confusing mess, but the first author, Yosuke Yamada, at the uh, Institute of Health and Nutrition in Japan, put this together and said, well, temperature probably has something to do with it. When it's hot, you sweat, you need more water. So he looked at temperature effects across the population, effects of age, because of body size have a huge effect. So he was able to pick apart how much the variability could be explained from temperature, the country that you're in, social customs and similar things like that, which come from your environment, as well as body size from infants that were weeks old to elderly who were over 90, and pick that apart and predict how much of the variability could be explained by each of those each of those individual characteristics. And I gather that from within that too, I mean, clearly people who are sweating a lot, for instance, I think we all recognize this from our own experience in life, that if you're working a job that involves a lot of physical activity, you're going to need to consume more water, you're burning yes. more. Uh, but you also found that even within those parameters, there are differences too, depending on physiology and so on. So it's really, as you mentioned, it really is a bit of a mess. Yeah. And and also a lot of variability in just how much a person drinks to meet and exceed their required water intake because they like it. It tastes good. It's refreshing. Or they're concerned. They're trying to meet that eight times eight glasses of, of water per day. So with all that in mind, uh, how many glasses of water do we need? Or how do you figure, can you figure that out for yourself? I suppose drink when you're thirsty. Well, from our data, that does not measure the need. That measures the average intake, right. which obviously exceeds the need because the people are not dying of terrible thirst or something. So it's an overestimate of the requirement, but it's a true estimate of your average daily intake in a population, a large population, which is very valuable right now because, I mean, we have some serious problems here in the U.S. in the last year, Jackson, Mississippi, where the Municipal water supply went out, southern Florida during the hurricane, and they had to truck water into those cities for people to survive until the water supply could be provided. This provides a scientific basis for how much people normally drink, uh, including athletes, including sedentary individuals. You can come up with a number and say, oh, we need this many truckloads of water down there to enable the people to survive this dramatic event. Yeah, this is about a lot more than just disproving uh, the, eight, the eight glasses of water a day right. theory. This is really about creating a map whereby one understands how much water is needed. And I'm, you're right, in, a, in the case of emergency or in the case of countries where there is water shortages, it gives us a much better understanding of just how much water people really need. Exactly. So the, the eight glasses of water a day, I mean, we've seen this. <laughs> Clearly, it's not it's not needed. But is it harmful or just unnecessary? It's unnecessary. It may be a little bit useful in terms of washing out the waste from the body. It may help produce more urine, so you wash out a little more waste. But you have to meet that basic need for survival. And beyond that, 
it may, may, may make you feel a little more less thirsty, a little better. May, as I said, wash out the waste products from your body. Not eight. Not eight. I mean, this is common though, right? I mean, you, you're obviously well-versed in nutritional sciences. The, this idea that there are these sort of simple these simple answers or bite-sized answers to these elaborate questions of what the body needs are, are pretty prevalent, aren't they? I mean, we're we're yes, attracted to I mean, them. I've been, I've been guilty of saying the same sort of things for different nutrients, but yes, you tend to oversimplify. The... Um, where do you go with this research now? I mean, clearly it's something that people should know. I mean, you pointed out, made a perfect example. In in times of emergency, when communities are faced with water shortages, or you need to know how much water the community needs, right? And in this way, you've, yes. you've, you've found a way to do that. Uh, we're not looking into continuing it. Some special interest. We're certainly interested in growing our database, which is largely to learn more about energy requirements. But this useful information about water requirements in unusual places in the world, places that are closer to very dry deserts or where there's a limited supply of water, there's certainly room to expand that database and learn more about specific environments. It strikes me now that, of course, uh, I asked you about. Uh, I, I set off to to talk about this eight glasses a day, eight glasses of water a day myth, so to speak, and. Your research is about much more than that, but here we are talking about it again. Eight glasses yeah. a day. <laughs> right. It, it's, well, just as you pointed out, I mean, it's so prevalent. Uh, and some people really force the water. There was a period actually about 10 years ago when the overemphasis on water turnover actually led to some problems in marathon running. People were right. stopping to drink so much water that they'd wash the sodium out of their blood a little bit and running into uh, low sodium levels. When someone overdoes it, it can be a problem. Well, Dale Scheller, thank you so much for uh, clearing this up. <laughs> much appreciated. Happy for the opportunity and, and glad to help.